All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Screwhead's Talk, Talk Horror Movies. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. And we are here once again to dissect, dismember, and discuss horror movies. So today's horror movie is the most recent, as of a few days ago, release Scream 5, also known as Scream, the re-prequel, re-remake, re-re... The, the requel is, is the term they coined. Requel. Have you heard that That's name before? Right, requel. Did you hear that before? Is that is that is that actually yes. a term? Yes, it is, especially basically ever since like Halloween 2017 came out and everything like that. So, uh, was it 2017? 2018? 2018? I think it was 18, right? I don't know. 18. Yeah, 18 sounds about right. Okay. Uh, yeah, anyway, we are uh, here to discuss. Uh, we are both, uh, we've seen the movie. We, uh, I personally saw it two days, well, we both saw it two days ago, so it's all fresh in our minds. This is kind of the final part to our Scream retrospective that we've been doing. Uh, before we get started, I know it's been two days. How have you been, Andrew? You know, these two days have changed me. I've grown a lot as a person and, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm a better, really, better really sour about. I'm really, really uh, sorry about your dog and about your wife and about your job and uh, about your home and your financial situation and just everything. And, but um, it, it, it was really weird how your long lost family relative came back um, just out of nowhere and uh, offered you a, a treasure map uh, to the uh, Bahamas. I know, but luckily, you know, it worked, worked out well for me. It worked out really well for me. You know, now I'm, now I'm si- it did, sipping yeah. on coconuts, li- living the dream, you know, recording in a not freezing environment for once. It's great. It's beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Now, when you messaged me and you were like, Dan, it's uh, really, I'm going down to the Bahamas to hunt for hit buried treasure. At first, I was just like, I don't think that's a good idea. But um, yeah. It was good. It was good. And so I, I'm glad that things worked out well for you. I know. Like, who would have thought that there would have been a, you know, already printed pressed release of, uh, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home buried in the sand. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> you can watch it all the time I want. It's the ultimate treasure. It is. It definitely is. All right. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I just uh, want to say, because this is a recent release, uh, we are going to keep it spoiler free for the first portion, and then we'll clearly give you a warning, um, and then we'll go into the spoiler field section uh, near the end as well. So you can safely listen, and then we will go ahead and give you ample warning before anything else. So I guess we should start with general impressions. What did you think of Scream 5? I like really enjoyed it. I, uh, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it, especially after... Four, but like like we both said, I think we both agreed that we were kind of going in it pretty optimistic, um, and it, it didn't disappoint. Um, you know, a couple a couple of issues here and there, things that I would prefer they change or missed opportunities, but overall, I think it's a really solid film. How about you? Yeah, definitely. I think the Scream franchise definitely keeps up its uh, seal of quality, um, where there really has never been a bad movie in the bench. Honestly, even Scream Three, which is the one everyone hates the most, uh, definitely nuts. This one keeps it up. I think it does a great job kind of passing the torch to the next um, chapter of the series, so to speak, Uh, but at the same time giving a million callbacks. And honestly, if this was like the finale to the entire series in general, which of course it's not going to be because it's doing pretty well at the box office, um, I would not be upset. Like this was a pretty good finale send off. So, yeah, no, I think I agree. I think, uh, and I think it really kind of, overcame the shortcomings that the fourth one really had i think in a lot of ways it is a uh not not dismissal of the fourth film but an almost like a retry like it's it's it very like other than one of the characters being have, having pre-existed from the fourth film it's there's really not a lot of reference to it in a lot of like holdover i really think that it is kind of a you know like, i think like you said it's almost like a, a final outing again you know with the possibility for opening up into sequels which i like yeah, definitely. At the same time, it kind of catered just to the right amount of nostalgia, but at the same time, it kind of did its own thing too. And of course, because it's Scream, it's all good uh, for subverting expectations and the whole meta aspect of it all is a lot better this time without being super in your face like Scream 4 and 3 was as well. So I, I thought they struck a nice balance. It was just a really, really fun horror movie to watch hmm. and did you find it to be as a as tense as four and the other ones were like where, where like you know as a horror movie how did it function for you 
I, I'd say definitely one of the less scarier screams. Uh, more scary than Scream 4, that's for sure, and especially the blood and everything like that. There are a couple scenes that kind of stuck out to me as pretty tense, pretty scary. Um, but other than that, yeah, I, I, honestly, I was it, it was kind of like, I don't know, coming back to... Okay, so I'm not sure you had the same feeling too, but remember when Star Wars The Force Awakened came out and everyone saw it in theaters and like the trailers were purposely very vague and we had no idea what to expect and anything like that? I kind of got that same feeling and nostalgia from this film as well. Um, it, it wasn't so much tense or scary. It was just fun. It was just good to see all the references. It was good to see the characters again. It was good to see everyone back in full form. Um, yeah. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I, I had a similar feeling. Like Star Wars wasn't there for me. You know, I'm not, I'm not a, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the people who more kind of became disenchanted with Star Wars as I got older. To me, like, yeah, that, that, that was like, oh, rewatching. I think this, we this, all this are terrible. after the sequel trilogy, but oh, even before then, I, I, I remember rewatching uh, the originals. Like, I originally was gonna watch, you know, one through six to get ready for the new one, and I was like, nah, I can't stand one. Like one, two can do it. Then I watched uh, four, and I was like, oh god, this is bad too. I've, I've realized <laughs> four, so, uh, Last Jedi, only good Star Wars movie fight me it's, uh, it's great that's um, a bold statement it's like i and i'm not even like trying to troll it i honestly think it's the only good one um, <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway uh that may be rogue one but uh, um yeah no i, I thought it was i thought like you said like it felt like just hopping back into it and it and like like you said you know i don't think that the references are too often i don't think that they shove it in your face um but i think it also like understands where it's coming from like i think i, I just remember the opening really feeling like it got it like it got where it was where this movie had come out like it wasn't as hokey and cheesy as the opening to number 4 um but it also wasn't like what we'd expect to a degree like i i just enjoyed i enjoyed the way that they kind of played with your expectations in the beginning and established that yeah this mm-hmm. is the same franchise but it's also a franchise that's grown and changed over the years yeah, it, there were definitely some moments in the opening scene. There's one of them where I'm just thinking, okay, that that was all right. You know, they really didn't do anything too new with that. And then they brought it back later on, and I was just like, okay, that's that's pretty clever what they've got went for there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that. Um, let's see. I don't know what else we could talk about spoiler-free in the moment. Um, kills? This is going to be our spoiler check. Well, well, like, <laughs> in general, did you think the kills were pretty good? Like, I, I know we talked about how they weren't, it wasn't really scary or bloody, but did you think the kills were creative or interesting, like, engaging? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, the, the two scenes I'm thinking of in particular definitely are very impactful, especially the one, and you know which one I'm talking about, was probably one of the best in the entire series, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it, it just... Gosh, and I remember thinking like the final third act and all the kills going on there, and like there were a couple really, really good ones too. So, mm. and yeah, and did the new cast pull through for you? Like, how, how do you feel about the new cast? Okay, so new cast. Um, we basically, I'm trying to think best in terms of not spoilers. Um, some of the new cast I really liked. Some of them I did not, and unfortunately, our new lead character I did not think she was very good at all uh well not at all like she had some moments definitely but definitely there were especially next to the other characters surrounding her it felt like it was a lot she was just not up to stuff i guess you could say so i don't think the lead was very good are are you talking about she was serviceable are you talking about sam or tara sam okay um yeah i'm talking about her and yeah i I did not think she was the best personally but uh you know she was fine she got a word yeah (laughs) she worked good um we're fine at the fair at least fuck why can't i talk today i'm sorry (sighs) all right here we go (laughs) yes i i I do think she was fine yeah yeah no I, i thought she was pretty good like i think there were some weird scenes with her um, not, not any spoilers for the movie, but where they, they did a lot of like straight on focus cameras of her, of her just like, of, you know, other characters, their profile, kind of these like more dynamic looking shots and of her just talking at the screen. And I'm wondering if that, I know they did some reshoots. I wonder if they maybe reshot some of her dialogue and those or those, because there's some, they, the scenes always stood out to me and it was just her talking forward to his, to the camera when she was having a communication with like, um, even like, uh, Sydney or one of the other characters, she was talking to them, but like, and they would get like a side angle or like, you know, kind of more interesting angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she would just be flat on talking to the camera. And those were the only moments where I really, like, her acting or anything really kind of was weird to me. And I wonder if those are the reshoots and she didn't have anything to act off of maybe. Um, Possibly. Because yeah. the, there were a couple of movie, like just moments of that where I was like, oh, this is weird. Like it, it, it 
I don't know. There's no parts about the character that really boss me. But no, overall, I thought the all the characters added were great and interesting. Um, I know we'll talk about like, the killers and stuff in a little bit. Um, but I think, you know, overall, it was an interesting cast. I thought, you know, they, there, was a good, there was a good enough body count, I suppose. Um, I think it was one of the higher body counts, I'd say. Um, not as much Definitely. as four, I don't think. I think it was mm-hmm. a little bit less than four. Uh, it's still a pretty good amount. Um, and I think that the conceit of the story made sense, if not, like, it was hokey enough for, for Scream, which I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the motivation at the very end was definitely a little bit, oh, right, we'll go with that, sure. I'm not entirely convinced, but at the same time, you know, Scream has always kind of been about the hokey motivation, so... Well, well after the first one. I think the, fir- the first one, deadpan. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone after that, they're just like... <laughs> which, which I think is kind of good to a degree. Like, I think they could have gone a little bit more straight face with it and I, I could have seen them doing that uh but i think this part is almost the it's the most sequely part of the movie i think is the motivation but i think else is pretty pretty solid and i think in line with the first one yeah and that was i think my biggest concern going into this movie is just the general hokiness of it because i feel like scream 4 definitely leaned a little bit too hard into the meta commentary and i think that's another reason why people dislike scream 3 so much as well is because it's very very heavy on the meta commentary this one it definitely pulls back a little bit like of course you know they make the self-referential jokes they talk about the requels and everything like that um they know what they're doing but at the same time too they make sure that the actual plot can stand up on its own um which and then the whole meta aspect just elevates it and it's not a family guy series of just constant meta jokes over and over and over again Mm. which i did appreciate i felt like they struck a really good balance which was one of the things i was really worried about going in and i will say i think i think the you know the inevitable randy stand-ins in this one were a lot less grating uh than the ones from four or you know i think any silly any any of the sequels i think i I think they were a lot they were kind of like, I feel like, the more modern interpretation of those characters without being as abrasive and annoying as Randy was. I think, like, they, they, mm-hmm. they were great, and I liked that, like, it wasn't just somebody saying them, but people actually living by them and talking about them. Like, you know, like, like part, part of the fun of the first one was when, you know, um, Sydney commented on people, you know, always trying to stay in the house and they should run out the front door. And, like, then she does that because she gets in, in a bad situation. You're like, oh, that's kind of funny because that's, like, what she was saying. But in this one, they comment on these things and they actually try to live by them. They're like, hey, I shouldn't do this, so I'm not going to. And I think that that mm-hmm. was that it was nice to actually see that have that happen for once in <laughs> one of these movies because <laughs> everybody always is like, oh, I'm not going to go in that dark corner, and they're like, oh, but like I guess I will, <laughs> and they get murdered. And you're on this people are like, I'll go in that dark corner, fuck this, and they walk away. And you're like, good job. Like, yeah, no, they definitely had some great setups with that concept. Um, what do you think of the original cast, the original three? Um, what do you think of them in this movie? I I think they were more reserved. Like I think part of what this movie did well is it reserved them. Um, I think that one character stood out as more of the heart of them of the three who came back. Um, but I really like that. Like so I think part of the problem with five when I was watching it again was I think I mentioned that like there wasn't enough focus on one character individually. And I think they really made the decision here that Sam is our main character. And it took a little while for us to get to her being the main character. I think, but then we really do follow her around, and I really felt like she was the through line. Um, but per- perhaps with four, it was because one of our main characters, or the, the setup was that one of the mains could have been a killer, or was the killer, uh, and that kind of made it hard to give her the full eyes, because then nobody would die. <laughs> um, but I, I just felt like this movie, like, really, we followed her more, and then they kept the returning characters on the periphery, but still having influence over the story, and, you know, being what they are, essentially people who have nothing to do with this, what's going on, other than being previously involved, uh, which makes a lot of sense. You know, they weren't... Um, None of these things directly impacted the three of them um, until they shoved themselves into it. And so it makes sense they'd be more side characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, I think they, they also did a great job of bringing them, you know, giving them what they owed, essentially. To, you know, not they're not just, you know, they're not just one and done. They're not they're just like wave and say goodbye. <laughs> um, and I think that they all developed, which was interesting. Yeah. I, I like the place that they all were. I think the, where they came in was great. And we can talk about that more in the spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I felt like that was one of the big problems to Scream 4 as well, is um, a lot of these side characters, especially Gail and Scream 4, did not have much to do in that one. But I feel like in this one, all three of them had something to do. Um, and they had a pretty good, you know, mini character arc, but at the same time, they weren't at the forefront. So mm. it, it was definitely, they were minor characters in this movie, which is what they should have been. Yeah, exactly. Because like, like, I think the thing about this is, like, was as much about them developing as much as it was about... Um, them having developed and us seeing where they were, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but 
Yeah, I don't I don't want to spoil anything. Like I think this is one of those movies that is definitely best. Like I again intentionally avoided watching the trailers. I've like heard talks about the movie before I saw it, but I never actually watched a, a full trailer for it. So um I'm really glad I didn't and I I think going in blind is the best way to go. So yeah, I agree as well, definitely. Um, but both of us would recommend it, especially if you're a big Scream fan. Um, yeah, this is this is definitely one of the better sequels out there. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. All right, so let's uh, march on over into spoiler territory. So if you do not want to hear or be spoiled on Scream 2022, go ahead and tune out now and uh, go ahead and listen after you've seen it. Uh, we'll go start spoiling in three, two, one. So, let's get into spoiler territory here. Um, let's start talking about the opening scene, because I do want to talk about that one. I fucking loved the fact that it was built up to be a, okay, this is the first kill of the movie, and then she survives, and she ends up being one of the two main characters. Yeah. And yes, you are correct. Uh, Sam and Tara. Sam, I thought her actress was just like, okay, I didn't love it. Um, but I think a big part of it was Tara's actress was just she stole the show from me she was fantastic i really really thought she sold Mm. it um and standing next to her i think sam's actress just couldn't hold up which was one of my problems with it uh by the way that's the same actress uh from uh you season two yeah yeah it is yeah yeah i I noticed that well and also the uh the sam is uh she's in in the heights uh she she plays one of the main characters in In the heights i'm like oh so, so hey, you know, that, you that's go. my sympathy for him. Like, yeah, you're, you do musicals, you're, you're amazing. Good job. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I didn't, that's all, all I saw about her, but I don't know if she, she probably did other stuff outside of that. But mm-hmm. but just like, you know, I wasn't 100% sold on her until the wheelchair scene in the hospital where she's running away from the oh, killer. God. And God, she sold that so good. It was, it was such an amazing scene. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I just felt that she was just, she made, it made me wish that she was the main character. Obviously. Well, I think she probably will be in the future. I, I assume. I feel like at some point, especially after the reception. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and I will say the thing that like I thought they did really well is I think that the um, opening in this one was a little bit more of a slow burn um, to a degree. I think that it took a while. Like you know, obviously it's a scream movie, but I think we got to get to know her. Like I think we got to know Tara pretty well in that opening scene and her conversation. Like mm-hmm. you know, she was like. like I don't know. I feel like um, I'm trying to think of the one who was so in, in three. It was Weary, in two it was um, Omar Epps and uh, Jay Pinkett Smith. Yeah, like I just I just feel like mm-hmm. I don't know. And maybe just because maybe it's because she survives, we got to see her more. But I just felt like we knew her more, um, and like I cared about her character. Like I don't know. I I didn't know that she's going to survive, but I was hoping that like as long as was like, oh crap, don't like I, I like this character. Don't kill this character. <laughs> um, and I was surprised the way that it went and the the fight that occurred and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And this is another part where I watched the trailers too, and they were very, very careful not to show anyone actually dying in the trailers, but this attack was in the trailer, and I was just like, okay, well, you know, she's gone, she's dead, that sort of thing, but yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, and I think a big part of it too is this movie kind of leans into the whole Gen Z stereotypes a lot, especially with the younger kids and Tara's friends and everything like that, so... Um, I, I felt a lot of her references, her horror movie, you know, likes and dislikes um, were uh, pretty good. Well, and I, I, so, yeah, I, I, I do like the, uh, the the discussion that's kind of brought up of the high art uh, horror film, too, as well. Like the, the prestige horror movie, as, as they called it, like the Babadook and uh, like um, The Witch and uh, Hereditary and all those kind of that, uh, that kind of yeah. it's on the rise right now. Um, and like in the interesting, like, I, I don't know, I never really thought of them as like distinct um, but there was a, there was a conversation between her and Ghostface about like the I, I guess I don't know the um, the separation between the the you know I guess possible separation between fan groups and like liking horror as a as like the kind of the prestige but not enjoying like the the gore aspects I suppose that like I think are commonly associated with horror like it's these more kind of high art cinematic or narrative horror that isn't really like horror is a element of it but not the the main part of it while I feel like classic horror. And these slashers, horror is the main element of it. I don't know. I thought that was an interesting discussion they had. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously you haven't spent a lot of time on the uh, horror subreddits, also known as Dreadit, which uh, got a shout out in this movie, which was pretty did surprising. It? Yeah, it did. Uh, when the killers were going over their motivation, they said that they met on uh, discussions similar to Dreadit, which is, again, the Reddit horror movie subreddit. Yeah. And it was funny because after I that, I logged in and everyone was just like, oh my God, they know about us. <laughs> It's a pretty big community, um, though. So. so, 
Yeah. I got a question for you. Um, Go for it. How quickly did you figure out um, not uh, not um, not Richie Amber? Hey, how quickly do you know the Amber mm-hmm. killer? So when I started off, I thought at first it was the redhead girlfriend. Um, I don't remember her name because honestly, she was like a really, really minor character. She's the one that gets shot in the face at the very end of the movie. Um, I thought it was her because it was just kind of the stay behind sort of thing. Um, I suspected Richie and then I didn't suspect Richie because I was just like, you know what? I, I think it would be too obvious that they went with the boyfriend angle again. Um, but when the reveal actually did hit Richie, I was just kind of gut punched. He was like, oh, that's just such a bummer. And I was just like, God damn it, you're right, because they made you so likable. Um, Amber, though, I figured the twins had a lot of charisma together, so you know, they would probably keep them around. Um, Amber was just kind of there. It didn't feel like she had any personality. And I'm like, okay, so she's going to be the killer. We give a reveal. Um, I guess that a little bit later on as well. I don't know. I, I... I feel like but, the first uh, scene with her, like as soon as she appears on screen, I was like, "Oh, it's fucking you!" Like, like, like that, that, that <laughs> opening where they're where they're looking at Amber and they're like, "Oh, Amber!" But I do love, like, I love the idea that that, that it's a cloned phone, but it actually probably isn't a cloned phone. It's just her texting. <laughs> um, yes. But um, but as soon as like we're back in the hospital and nobody's talking about the fact that Amber is being attacked, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, nobody talks about that." And also like, uh-huh. uh, but then Amber, but then they talk about how Amber's like controlling over her and stuff. I'm like, oh, it's fucking Amber, and like. And she's like defensive uh-huh. when Sam comes back. I'm like, it's definitely fucking Amber. I missed that one, but yeah. I guess soon right. as she came in, it's like, like then the part was fine. Forgot who it was after that. Um, mm-hmm. Can we get a shout out to our man Dewey too for when they come on in and they sit down on um, and they decide on the killer and that sort of thing? And he's just like, yeah, so. Um, Here's all of Tara's friends. Uh, so the killer is probably the boyfriend, probably the significant <laughs> other. And then Richie's just like, "Whoa, man!" <laughs> and he is the killer. Yeah, our boy. Richie. Well, and I, I love the like that's like Richie was like a lo- Richie was like, a, "Don't do this to me, boy." <laughs> like, like I like I, I, I like you. Richie Don't do this. So much. Like, he was no, he was great. Uh, like, what I like it too because he was. I feel like he was great, but then he's, he's also like, a great person to hate at the end too because he like played the same like. He wasn't like he, he didn't like go crazy. It wasn't like it wasn't like now I'm crazy at the end like all the other ones do. He was the same like whip you know whip cracking guy, but just like now he's just like going towards the murderiness instead of joking about the movies. And like I, I like that that his character kept consistent. Like I feel like the Richie as the joking around boyfriend was the same as Richie the murderer. He just like you know just the subject matter he's talking about was different, but it felt like the same character. And I feel like a lot of these movies kind of like as soon as they reveal their identity, they go insane. Like like Amber, or whatever her name was, completely different character when she went insane <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Um, and though I uh, yeah, didn't love that they were in a relationship, I, I really wanted them to be like, yeah, I didn't like how old that are either. You guys? Like, can we stop yeah. with that part? Can we stop with their like, we love each other? And like, but why? You don't have to. You can just want to uh-huh. kill them together. That's cool. Um, yes. Uh, by the way, cat food is about to go off, and like, and he's don't worry. It's a staple of the episodes now. We need it. Without it, what would happen? Um, <laughs> we got to record it at this time every single day. Uh, yeah, no, I just, uh, Richie, throughout the entire movie, he gave me the biggest laughs. He was very, look, there it goes. Sweet, enjoy. Um, yeah, Richie, throughout the entire movie, he had a bunch of great jokes. He was really fun to be uh, to, on screen. I, I just everything like the moments where i really really liked when he was uh saying all right i'm gonna go downstairs you know i'll be back and then he goes on he's like ah, ah, ah. i said it i accidentally said it like then he's like do you want to come down with me she's like no he's like oh okay but which which i realized he was, he was gonna kill her if you brought her down with him there so you're like oh that's kind of make that, that that makes that yeah. that kind of cute scene more sinister when you realize that he was inviting her down to murder her <laughs> you're like Definitely. Oh fuck! Like that's that's what I think. I kind of like going back and looking through it. Which means, was he the one who then attacked Sam in the hospital? Um, I'd assume so because Amber was because Amber yeah yeah because he was on Netflix the whole time. And Amber so. was the one who was Amber was at a yeah Amber had the, the um, interview. She's been interview, which is weird yeah. because they constantly accuse each other of being the killer <laughs> the entire <laughs> time. They're like, "You're the killer." No, you're the killer. And I'm like, "Oh." Um, okay. Another thing too uh, that kind of tipped me off that he was the killer. I I think I honestly just didn't want to believe he was the killer. He played it so well, um, but he uh, gets slashed in the arm in the hospital scene the exact same way um, 
Emma yeah. Roberts did in uh, Scream no. 4. And I was just like, oh, that, that, might, that might be a reference. I thought the same thing. And, and the same way Sydney's boyfriend gets slashed. Uh, but he's yeah. not the killer. But, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Uh-huh. Does, does, um, uh, frick, I'm forgetting names right now. Um, Billy Loomis, he never got slashed like that, did he? Because I, I know that, that he got... He got the so, fake no. stomach cut uh, against Stu, and you know when he pretended to die. But yeah, because wondering if that if that'd be a fun thing if it was just a continuing theme. Because nobody in the third one, Roman never gets slashed, and they're like, "Oh, he does." Roman ever get attacked? I think Roman never got attacked in, in number three. <laughs> you didn't? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. So that that was yeah. No, I, I, but as soon as I saw that, I thought the exact same thing, and I was like, "Oh, look at that." <laughs> um, <laughs> though, though, here's my question though: Do you think so? I'm assuming uh, that it was Amber in the house in the first in the in the opening because uh richie was you know wherever the fuck sam was living uh during that time so she sent her the video and all that stuff uh amber seems to be a fucking powerhouse in this movie for a very like like short and like not very like not not very strong looking person she does a lot and like i'm always like like for oh Getting to a later scene that um that, that my only complaint really about this movie is that later scene and who how this happens, but like in that fight with Tara, she goes pretty hard on. But like also, if their plan was to make Tara the survivor, why did they almost kill her in the opening? Because <laughs> that that was the plan, right? The plan was to make because like Amber liked her, like Amber didn't like want to kill her, so like the point was the goal was to leave her behind. I don't think it was that. I I, I kind of got the idea that the killers just wanted. This they were upset because there were the stab movies were so bad, and they came to the conclusion the stab movies need better source material, so they decided to create source material by serial killers again. I don't think it was Amber or not Amber uh, Tara was the final girl or anything like that. I thought they were just like, hey, we need another mass murderer. Okay, okay, okay. I can tell how thought out it was because there are a lot of scenes where I'm like, if your goal was like, because like they talk about like you know um, they wanted Sam to be the villain, they want Sam to be the murderer at the end, right? But mm-hmm. they almost killed her in the hospital. <laughs> so, like, this, mm-hmm. the second kill of the movie was almost her, right? That would have been like, a little awkward. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so th- those are the kind of questions I had um, of it. Uh, but, you know, I think, I think we, need, we need to talk about the elephant in the room, uh, which is the, the death of the major character of the film. I know. It's really, really, really sad when um, the deputy I'm, gets dude, I'm, dude, mm, I felt so <laughs> bad for her. Judy Hicks... Sheriff Judy Hicks. No, that was one of the scenes I was talking about earlier. Just that that whole segment was fantastic. From what basically was a comic relief character in the fourth movie to this, um, I, I felt they did right by her. Um, see, I, don't, see I, I go back and forth on her death. I don't know. Like, I I get it, but it, it kind of just made her seem like the disposable character that she kind of was set up to be in the in the fourth one. So I feel like this was almost just kind of being that. Yep, she was like. Because in, in the end of the fourth one, not really much happened to her. So I was hoping to see her play a larger role or do something more than just kind of be a person who gets killed. Like, and very, like, kind of, she doesn't get to do much for being, like, you know, she never really gets her moment. Um, she kind of got that moment in four where she took the bullet, but that's really about it. Um, so I, I kind of, I, I, I liked it because it wasn't quite what you were expecting. But I also kind of didn't like it because she never really got to interface with other characters. She never got to, like be part of this coming back for her for that for i feel like for us it was just kind of a death i don't know um i liked how they killed her i thought that was a great way to kill her i think luring her back with her son being uh, at risk was awesome right in broad daylight and then her just like screaming into her radio saying all oh, units that sort of thing too the other thing i loved about that sequence is just the shower yeah <laughs> like not only is you know death in the shower psycho reference i like how they gender flipped it which is something i haven't seen a lot in horror movies i was thinking about mm-hmm. that uh, but i just love the fact that they constantly were going for the fake killer behind the door moment and then they went way oh my too God. long with it but in a good way like I, after the second time i was just like all right they're just fucking with us at this point after the pantry and then the fridge and then everything the- i was just like okay the, the, they know what they're doing there it was the director kind of peeking their head behind the curtain and going eh, eh, eh. So, i do i do feel kind of stuff. like wes's character like after the mom just got stabbed like there's a lot of there's a lot of person being stabbed with a knife when they're holding the killer's hands away from them with a knife and the person stabbing there's a, there was a lot of i didn't have like three different people and i was like really but uh, but I, I like that when west died he just yelled fuck you <laughs> he was just like fuck, like yes. i was like, oh, like I, I felt bad for the character uh just because i feel like it was i feel like with setting up the uh i was expecting him to get tased or uh, bear maced because he had those two things and he kept talking about them 
So I was waiting for like that to be used against him in his kill. Um, so I thought that the knife was kind of like a lame. After that, just happened to his mom like five like feet down the road. <laughs> but I guess it kind of you know it's poetic I guess in the sense that they both died the same way. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, there was something else I wanted to say about too. I don't know. I just thought that was a really clever sequence, and it was a really good one. And that poor, poor sushi chef who was just waiting for that order to. Oh be my god! Just we didn't think about that. About, no, that's <laughs> that's the real. And imagine you're, you're 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 you know you're pissed at this bitch for not going to pick it up, and you call her. Who the fuck are you? And like, oh, she's got her and her son just got murdered in their house. Like, ah, fuck. Now, now I'm the bad guy. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but yeah. So uh, you know, talk, talk, going back to the uh, the returning cast here. Um, I think I think the first. Uh, yeah, let's get back to what you were insinuating earlier, Dewey. Definitely. Um, but how, what do you think about Dewey when he, when he you know as a character uh, in this movie? I liked mm. it honestly. Like at, at first, I was kind of like, okay, so they're going with the whole fallen hero thing. Uh, but then I thought more and more about it, and like he really is significantly less flanderized here than he was earlier in terms of his encompassy and everything like that. He does make some good moves. He saves a few people a few times. Like eventually, yes, he does meet his end. But other than that, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought his death scene was great, though. Like just the whole it's an honor um, that that gave me chills. Mm. What about I, you? I, I, lo- I loved him as somebody. I like the fact that he took into like when we meet him, he's a like kind of a broken guy and a guy who like he mentioned he's like I've been stabbed like five times. I've had so much nerve damage. I have a fucking limp. He's like this isn't fun for me. And like I, I like that he's the one who's like <laughs> the most beaten down. And like because you know like we Gail Gail and uh, Sydney get affected by all these stories and stuff, but he gets like fucking damaged from in every single one. He's almost dead, and he has he like. They have mental scars, and he has mental scars too. But he has like physical crippling body scars, and like is not like physically the same person that he was because of this. Um, like, and I think it's interesting that we see him as this kind of washed up has been, uh, and he is very much being like, "Hey, like I am like a broken man, like like physically a broken person." Um, and I think it's a weird place we see because throughout the movies, like Dewey is kind of this constant force of like fun little quips, trying his best. And like being a generally positive person, and like mm-hmm. I think that to me was like the biggest sign of the maturity, I guess, of this movie of being like, yeah, let's take a look at who this person is and like what happened to him and where he is in life. Um, and I like that he is. We we learn, you know, the constant thing of the of these movies are Gail and him getting together and breaking up, and these weird situations where they get together and Gail goes off because she's famous now. But in this one, we learned that it's, you know, Dewey, this time Dewey was like, I'll go with you to where you want to be. And he couldn't handle it. Um, yeah, I, I really like that, too. I, I felt like there was a very natural evolution for the characters. You know, uh, Gail wants to be the famous news reporter and Dewey wants to be the small town cop. And unfortunately, those are just not reconcilable. Um but I it was, thought it was interesting, too, because David Arquette and um, Courtney Cox actually did date and got married in real mm-hmm. life and divorced as well. So it, that must have been a really weird acting well, thing. Not as weird as Dexter with Jennifer Carpenter and Michael C. Hall. Well, I think they divorced before 4 came out, I think. So I think 4 was like a really awkward time for them. But I, I, almost, I think you could yeah. see kind of that hostility in 4. So I kind of like that this one is a lot more of like... A, hey, like, acknowledging they both have issues and they're maybe, like, they like each other and they care about each other, but they're not, um, you know, it's not going to work. Like, I, I liked that. I liked that it was, like, kind of the end of the will they, won't they as being, a, like, they love each other, but they're not, like, a thing. Um, and I really liked it because at the end when um, they're confronting the killers, they're like, you killed them, like, my best friend. And, like, I liked that it wasn't, like, you killed all of my life. It was, like, no, you killed my best friend. And I, like, I, I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, th- I thought that was great. Um, and you know, and I like again that the Dewey is the character who's like they're like, hey, he's like, I'm not gonna be involved in this, and the first thing he does is get involved, and he like goes around <laughs> and does stuff because that's just like the character that he is. Like, from, like that's the consistent thing about him as a character. He's always been there. Um, he's always the Don Quixote. He always rushes in. Yeah. So. Um, and so the, the death. I, I do you want to describe how he dies? Like I guess people know they've seen it probably right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, so basically David Arquette, or Dewey, uh, he rescues uh, Tara from the killer um, in his badass scene, shoots her in the chest a couple times, and they're just about to leave on the elevator, and then he just remembers, he's like, ah, fuck, gotta shoot him in the head. 
you know, I'll be right back. I'll shoot him in the head. I'll be right back. And then the elevator door closes. The other characters leave. Dewey's there by himself. And we're, we're all thinking, all right, this is, this is where he meets his end. Uh, so it's basically he's kind of moment where he goes to mop up and uh, Gale calls him uh, at the split seconds that causes a momentary distraction and unfortunately that second is what costs him his life the killer is not really shot in the head or whatever it is uh, shot fully and she because it's Amber at this time um, comes on up and stabs him in the front stabs him in the back and then goes oh it's an honor to kill, which I thought was very effective. That lingering shots uh, where the body's on the ground and she's standing over the knives is really, really good. But still, I mean, Dewey has always been at least some element of incompetence. So I do like the fact that ultimately what did him in was the fact that he forget to shoot uh, her in the head, which is another staple of the series as well that they keep saying. So I thought that was a very fitting end. Yeah, I didn't see it as moment of incompetence. Like, like, I just wish that, like... I, I feel like Dewey gets these moments, but he never completes them. Like, he, he rarely gets, like, you know, even in, in four, uh, sorry, in three, he shoots Roman, like, five times in the chest before realizing to shoot him, before Sydney has to tell him to shoot him in the head. And, like, I feel like Dewey yeah. really never got a moment. Like, I feel like Gail gets in her moments in this movie, and I think in the first two, if not three, she always gets, like, a nice shot in on the killer or something. And I feel like Dewey mm-hmm. is usually kind of left out. I think that, I, like, the moment where he's, like, not today and he throws him off is great. And I hate that it's just undercut immediately. I would have, I would have loved to see that. I think, I think he needed to die, like not needed, but I think he was going to die. I accepted that. I just wish he could have at least like gotten a victory. Because um, the other thing I was thinking that was all like, well, first off, I don't see how Amber was able to stab him in the front and the back and pull the knives up. Like that, like, that, that is a hard movement to do, just in general. <laughs> and also, the body isn't like there's nothing. It's not, there's nothing there. You have like bones and like ribs and spine and like tendons and muscles you have to get through. Like she did that very easily. Um, but also, like, I, I, I thought it would have been really cool. And the, other than, like, again, I think the death worked. I think he, he did need to die. And I like that the reason he died or the reason – the way that he died, I didn't think it was incompetence. I thought it was I, – I, I wrote it off more as him wanting to make sure these kids were safe. And he was like, hey, he got them to the door. He got them out. And he was like, okay, now I want to go check. But, like, this might go by its least. So he wanted to make sure they were gone. And he – I think he even says – he's like, the killer's – he's like, you know, the killer's – killer has to shoot in the head. And they're like – and they say, like, it's okay – you know, we can just let him be. And he's like, I can't. Because he, like, he can't keep, he keeps yeah. seeing this happen, he keeps seeing people to die, and he wants to this to be over. And I liked that. That, like, that that's how he died, is because he wanted to protect these people. Um, but I think it would have been really cool if, like, uh, if he, he had killed her. I think the interesting thing here for me, which Scream movies haven't done yet, is have them kill one of the killers halfway through. And wonder if it's over. And then have try to figure out who the second killer is. Like, I think that would have been a really interesting thing to do. Because then you knock out half the equation. And the rest of it is who is their yeah. partner. So, I, like, when that when he shot them, I was like, holy shit, yes, that would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> and then when that didn't happen, I was yeah. kind of sad. I, I was kind of hoping for that, too. I was having the same thoughts. Um, but they kind of did that in one already in terms of not killing the killer. But at the same time, you know, Billy got arrested. And for a while, we think it's all over. And then we realize, oh, shit, no, it's not. It's not really Billy. Well, yeah, that, I thought it is Billy. But so. that, that was so early, though, when Billy wasn't quite confirmed. Like, I think a, a confirmed kill would be really interesting. Um, I would just hate yeah. it if they did a, uh, if they pulled a Halloween uh, resurrection. They're like, oh, no, it wasn't really him. He crushed somebody's voice and he put him in a ghost face mask and then he got shot. <laughs> that, I would, that would, that would, I would, I would yeah, want to murder so somebody. Dumb. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought his death was, uh, was, was good. But you know, I think for me, the biggest loss is, uh, that is that they, I think they could have done something interesting with that. And I, you know, I would have just loved to see him have a moment of complete competence. Um, and like, I think that was moment of competence, but I would have just like, and I think that again, the motivation he left and the reason why he died, I, I love it. I think it's very true to his character. I just wish that again, he, he could have had something a little bit more solid to say that he like, he went out on. Other than saying he shot a guy a couple times who didn't actually die, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So, um, so let's look at other other remaining cast. What about Sydney? Uh, I really like how minimal they kept her. Like she has that one scene at the very very beginning of the movie, and then we don't see her for like an hour, and then she comes back in the third act. Um, I thought that was a great way to kind of introduce her and we'll introduce her again and then kind of figure it out. Because ultimately, I just, I really like the fact that she wasn't the focus of this mm-hmm. movie, which I felt was a, more of a problem with Scream 4 in terms of, okay, yes, this is Sydney again. Um, I did like the fact that she 
show that you can move on from your trauma. You can maybe not, I mean, obviously not move on 100%, but at the very least get to a state where you are, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not so much comfortable with it, but manageable. You can manage your trauma into a state, and then she has a happy and fulfilling life. Um, fun fact, did you catch who her husband's name was? No, I didn't. Uh, Mark the detective from Spectre. Was it? Okay, I was wondering, I'm like, where's Patrick Dempsey in this? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, uh, Detective Kincaid was the uh, person she married. Oh, apparently. look at that. Why wasn't? Why does he get Patrick Dempsey back for this? He's not doing much, is he? Uh, yeah, Patrick Dempsey. He's, he's asking for too much. It's, uh, it's probably, it's probably uh, what, yeah. Well, right. see, like, because, you know, I feel like having a detective with trained gun skills would have been helpful. Like, I'm sure she she's probably trained with a gun, too, given what's going on. But, like, you know, like, why not bring in another detective and not just Dewey? Like, <laughs> uh, but I guess I, I do like, though, that also, like... The Dewey's message from him stay the fuck away. <laughs> um, and I like, I like that she was also like, yeah, I'm not cut. She's like, uh, oh, you guys have the shit going on in Woodsboro? Good thing I don't live there anymore. <laughs> like, that, that was like her initial thought. She's like, it's got nothing to do with me. I'm out. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Um, but that, I like that. And I, and I like that, like, the, the way she came in was like, hey, I want to, like, Sam, I want to be here to talk to you. If you want to, like, I understand what you're going through. If you want to talk to somebody, great. But I'm not going to do the fucking research on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That really. Again, it was kind of a passing of the torch moment. It was a, yeah, I'm a central character from the previous movies, but I am not going to, you know, take up uh, the spotlight. But so. man, when, when her and Gail come to the house, I fucking loved, like, because I think I talked about how in 4, I liked how she ran towards the, you know, when the person getting murdered across the street, she ran towards them and shit. Um, and like, you know, then in, and, you know, in the house, she kind of like, you know, led the escape to a degree. But I like in this one, she just comes in with a gun and starts shooting. Fuck, She's like, hey, if you're here, come out. All right. And starts shooting the doors. <laughs> I'm just like. Genius. Yes. Like, it's like the no nonsense. Like, I'm not going to take shit. If you're not fucking coming out, you're going to get shot. Fuck it. And I and I just loved the moment, too, where um, Amber runs out and she's trying to trick uh, Sydney and Gail into being like, oh, help, 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 there's a killer in there. And they just look at each other and just like, it's a ruse, right? Yeah, she's fucking lying. And then it was yeah. great. That they, it, I, I, I do always enjoy those moments where just there's no shits they're just like yeah we're we're gonna go roll with them yeah and then uh we got gail how's how's it you think about gail in the, in the film much better than the oh, fourth yeah. movie much 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 better um she was really there to kind of play off sydney for most of the movie she did have a really couple of really good scenes with uh dewey especially the one right after um the uh, detective dies um and they meet in the yard right outside the crime scene i thought that was really nice um, yeah yeah I really don't have too much to say about Gail. I do like the fact that she was just like, you told me the ghost face is back over at Max <laughs> yeah. to Dewey. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and I did like the joke about her um, bangs yeah. too. But uh, She had an intervention. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's see what else. What did you think of Tara? You never told me your opinion on oh, that Oh, I like Tara. I thought, I thought Tara's great. Uh, I, 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 thought, I honestly like, thought all of the cast... Um, was was awesome in this. Um, again, I I did think that a random pink haired girl was random pink. I th- yeah, she. Really but I, I think that was on, I think that was on purpose. I think she was just a weirdo kind of character. Um, you know, just like I think she was just a red herring. But like that red herring that they, they don't shove it in your face. They're just kind of like the we didn't really said much about her. Maybe she's the killer. Um, uh-huh. What about uh, Mindy and her brother? Uh, the kind of Randy stand-in. For oh, I, I loved them. I thought they were great, and I and I liked that it wasn't just one of them. That they they were both like. I like that they were both it, but they were also, like, different facets of it. Like, they both knew it, but he was still, like, a jock, and she was just, like, a nerd. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I think I said it before. Like, I like that they weren't obnoxious. They were educational. Like, they they felt like, like you know, like, like friends going on a rant, as opposed to, like, Randy, who felt like an asshole, who was just, like, saying shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I like them. How about you? I, I really liked them, too. I just, especially Mindy, I thought... She had some great one-liners. I really liked her nonchalant insight into everything. She was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, we're the killers on the loose. This is what we need to survive. Oh, no. I'm going to go watch Stab Guys. I'll see you later if I'm not yeah. dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was great. And then the moment where Ghostface uh, is coming up behind her as she's watching the movie on the same scene. Like, that was that Yeah, was well, and I love that she turns around. Uh, she's like, oh, shit. And turns around. Yeah. So actually, that, that reminds me. Um, speaking of which, did you realize that they were in Stu's house? 
Not until later, but like that was another thing that was unfortunately revealed in the oh, was trailers. It? But um, yeah, I did not realize it until they kind of zoomed out. It was just like, oh shit, it's Stu's house, and I think that was very intentional. Oh, see, I was watching it and I was like, man, this looks a lot like the house from the, from the first one. Like, this is like a really nice homage to the first one. That like the house looks <laughs> like it almost looks like the exact same setup. This is insane. <laughs> <laughs> so then, I, yeah, when they're like, then the house, the house, I'm like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Um, and I guess there were a lot of callbacks into this. I know we talked about some of them before, but uh, the relationships between the characters, uh, how did that work to you, work out to you that like, there was a lot of relating to the original cast of the films? What did you think about that as a plot element? I I mean, definitely there there's stand-ins and you can make comparisons and that sort of thing too, but all of the Gen Z friend group felt believable as friends, except for maybe Red Hair Girl, which I can't, for the life of me, recall my name of. But, you know, the twins had their good chemistry going on between them excuse me uh amber was just overly protective tara was kind of the glue of the group that held everyone together i i i felt like they were very very believable and again kind of going back to what we were talking about with richie but just he he was my favorite character in this movie i absolutely loved every every second he was on the screen he reminded me a lot of todd from community for some reason it might be the curly hair but he just every single time he made a quip and made a joke especially when like he was having everyone leave the party he was like all right yes i know sorry for not killing you or sorry for saving your life or something like that it was it was so uh, cool. i love where he's like oh and thanks for leaving the cup <laughs> and that girl's like drop the cup on the grass yes. <laughs> Well, I think that's made him such a good character, too. It's like, you, you liked him. And, like, he wasn't, like, sinister. He was just, like, a fun, like, and nerd, kind of. I don't know. And then, like, yeah. which... And I, I guess a lot of it, too, besides the whole murderous thing, I think both of us can kind of see a lot of aspects of ourselves in him. So, because we're both kind of, like, the quippy, nerdy people. I, too, I, I would so. not say I'm very quippy, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll give that to you. You are quippy, Andrew. I say this as your oh. friends and as a fellow Proto Screwhead, you are oh, very thanks. quippy. Thanks. Most of the time. <laughs> it's just not a, not a but, social, uh, situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I when he said, like, I know it's a bummer that I'm the killer. Like, I felt oh, that, yeah. man. I felt that. I was just like, ah, oh, man, I was really hoping you weren't, but here well, we see, are. Which makes the reveal. And I feel that. like at that point, I was kind of like, when he kept being like, fuck, no, we're not going to that address. Fuck, no, we're not going to that house. Never fucking going there. I was like, okay, he's not the killer. Thank God. Like, I, you know, it was in my mind. And then when they're going down the stairs after the gun, I was like, oh, fuck, is he the killer? Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> and he got it. And I was like, God damn it. Uh, uh, I was, ugh. no, that was, that was, that was great. And like, I think they did a good, like, they did a really good job with the reveal of him. Um, you know, you know, we can talk about the uh, the discussion that occurs after that reveal, um, but I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but, definitely. And I also I also liked Amber's just kind of fuck it, I'm the killer. Oh. Bam, you get shot in the head, kind of moments. That was that is too. true. Yeah, that that was that was. Uh, yeah, they, they kind of cut the pretense there because I, I feel like if it was uh, that random other girl, I was just like, oh, you don't weren't even like a care. You weren't really a player in this game. You were just kind of there. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I liked that uh, it wasn't. Um, that it wasn't her. And I think it was also appropriate that she just got wiped. <laughs> yes. I also do love the scene, too, right before where she's making out with her boyfriend and she wants to go upstairs with him and he's just like, I kind of don't want to because maybe you're the killer. Yeah. No, that was great. <laughs> I'll make out with you, but I won't be alone with you. <laughs> oh, and I feel like that's, uh, like, honestly, like, a very realistic thing. Like, I feel like more people should yes. be like that in this fucking movie. And, like, the fact that everyone, like, was kind of like, what if you're the killer? What if you're the killer? Um, like that discussion with Amber and uh, one of the twins downstairs in the in the getting the beer, and I was like, I was fine. I was like, Amber's yes. obviously the fucking killer. Is this where this girl dies? Because she's great. Do not kill her. Um, but I, but I was just like, come on, like like you like I like of the meta character, you should be like, she's definitely the killer. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, but what did you think about the element that like most of the kids were, were related to or connected to one of the previous cast? Yeah, that was a little bit too much for me, honestly. Um, I, I liked a few references here and there, but after like the second or third or the third or fourth time, we're just like, and we're related to these people. I'm just like, all right, all right. I, I mean, this is where I felt the series got a little bit heavy handed, um, especially since, I don't know, I, I feel like a lot of people like Randy were just like, they really highly revered him. And I understand, you know, it's a death in the family. It's very, very sad. But the way they were kind of speaking of him sometimes, I'm just like, he was he was not that 
you know, poignant a character. He was not that poignant a guy. He wasn't. He was basically a guy who liked to watch movies and do drugs and shit like that. Like, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, I thought yeah. like the like it makes sense in to one degree where it's you know the sister, it's the sister's house and she's you know memorializing her dead brother. Yeah. But it's also like imagine going to somebody's house and their main living room is a memorial to their dead brother and you're just like oh Mm -hmm. oh cool but also you like you have all the movies that were based on his murder what the fuck like 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 what like and i think i think that that to me is a sign of the fandom of the series where randy for some reason again is this huge character uh and like you know i know he's a big element the first one i think we talked about that a lot but like yeah you know, rewatching it again, I think he's problematic. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's it was just you know, it was I think it was playing to that element who are, who are you know the, the the Jack Sparrow fans of the Pirates of the Caribbean series. You know, it's like it's like that kind of thing where it's just like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the ride or die. Uh, that's that's the best part of the film, kind of for people. Um, so I, I I agree. I thought that was kind of weird. Um, but I also thought it was weird that like everybody was like, like it makes sense that Judy Hicks's son is part of that group. Like you know. That that makes oh, yeah. sense, but then like, I don't know, uh, Randy's twins, um, Steve Ulrich's or uh, <laughs> Billy's daughter, bastard daughter, I guess. What you know? Yeah, yeah. That, daughter. That, mm-hmm. You know, and all those all those kind of elements were interesting. Um, yeah, I really okay. So this is another thing we kind of briefly touched upon as well. Sam being Billy Loomis's illegitimate daughter, she finds out when she's a kid. That's what leaves and kind of kicks off the events um, of the movie. What did you think of that? And especially, what did you think of all the vision she was experiencing? So, I don't think it's, like, the worst thing. I just didn't see what point it really played. Like, I, I guess it, it me, it's why they targeted her as the main killer, because that could be, like, she's the daughter of the killer. And that's why, you know... For, for the narrative of the killers, it makes sense because to make the best movie, yeah, bring back the estranged or illegitimate daughter of the killer, just like they brought back the illegitimate son of Maureen Prescott in the first one, uh, or in the third one. You know, it's, it's, that, that, it's that kind of beat that makes sense. But it didn't really have much to do in the movie, and I, I like, when, when the first vision appeared, it looked so awkward. I guess, I don't know if they de-aged him or what, but it was like... I knew it was him based more on his shirt, except for some reason I remember his shirt from when he died. Um, so I was like, oh, that's <laughs> supposed to be uh, him. And then I realized, when I realized it was the same actress, I oh, that's kind of weird. Um, but I had no issue with the concept of her having visions. I think they did too many of them, and I did not like when he pointed to her that there was a knife. Because it's one, it's one thing yes. for there to be, for you to see visions of something. It's another thing for those visions to interact with the outside world and direct you to things that you did not see before. That's, that weirds me okay, out. Okay, so let me sell okay. this to you. So, throughout the entire movie, Sam has been seen taking medication. She confesses to everyone else that, hey, I have this psychosis. Um, I see visions when I'm not taking my medication. We come with the reveal later on where she admits, you know, yes, I'm the daughter of Billy Loomis. And yes, I see visions of them occasionally. We get the element of, okay, well, you know, maybe she's the killer. Maybe something's going on there. Maybe she's dangerous in that aspect. But we don't see Billy Loomis at all. And then at the very last scene, when uh, Richie is coming down upon her and she needs to find a way to defend herself, looks in the mirror, Billy Loomis is there, stares at him, points to the knife. Would that have been better for you? No. Any, anything okay. of him pointing at a knife is not allowed. Gotcha. I felt I liked it. I felt he was overused. They could have cut uh, that. Look, that was my ideal situation. Where just like he comes as a cameo at the very, very end, that would have been like, oh shit, they actually got the actor back. Oh wow, they looks like they used some CGI to de-age him, which they did. They did CGI him down. Um, See, you, but, you know, you know, I'd be okay yeah, with. That's... I'd be okay with her on the ground, him on top of her. She's reaching around. She looks back. She looks. She sees the blade of the knife, and the blade of the knife is a reflection of her like looking back at her. His, his eye yeah, looking at her, that, that's it. Boom, there we go. It's the connection of him being like, stab okay. her, stab this guy. But it's not him looking at a knife like from like, again, this mirror that she's looking at isn't like next to the knife. It is like on the fucking wall. And he like points over to the knife on the ground. It's like, get that knife. And they also try to hide that it's a knife by only showing the little silvery end of it. So like, you're, so you're supposed mm-hmm. to be like, what is he pointing at? But it's like, like what, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't, that, like, that, that's, otherwise, I was, I was honestly okay with that at most other points in the movie. Um, or, you know, like, I, you, you know, like, because part of the thing they talk about, too, is, like, well, first off, is, is psychopathy, is, is that a uh, hereditary thing? 
like it's like this is like to for people to be like oh your dad your dad was this kid who wanted to kill this people because his dad had you know relations with this person's mom and like like basically this kid who's the product of a broken home who murdered who tries to have a killing spree fucked your mom when she was a kid and so now you are dangerous like the the, the way people looked at her was weird about that uh which was mm-hmm. interesting but like i i would have i think another interesting thing they could have done with it is have that whole thing about her questioning her you know her psychology and stuff and have because I, I, I love the way that she took out um richie <laughs> yeah yes, like because it was very psychopathy it was it was exactly like how the they did the ghost face did it she just stabbed him repeatedly like insanely and i, and I thought an interesting thing would have been because i think they're gonna try to make it a thing in the future like is she a psychopath Ooh, but an interesting thing would have been to her to go up you know go for the final knife you know Go for the stab, the big, like, because, you know, a lot of times, you know, before Shindo gets, gets knocked off somebody, he goes for the two-handed final stab, like what he's about to do to the, the girl mm-hmm. on the couch. And then have her do that and then and see the mirror across from her of her with a knife covered in blood. And then it, you know, cuts to an image of Steve Ulrich doing the same thing. And then she doesn't go for the death blow because, you know, she's better than him, quote unquote. That would have been another way to use that thing and have it be a character development thing. Yeah, I think I like the first one better. I just, I like the fact that, you know, to survive, she had to channel into that energy. Yeah. Um, well, I'm okay if they're going into it, but I, then she I, could come back from it, like pull back, con- yeah. control, you know? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I thought that death was great. Um, again, it's just that weird fucking knife scene. And <laughs> and where where the fuck was Stu? I, <laughs> like, the, the fact that, that Stu's... I was waiting for Stu's too, ancestor yeah. was just that guy who got stabbed in the neck in the car. That was his. That was his ancestor. Uh-huh. I'm like, or what's prodigy? Not his prodigy. His progeny it wasn't his kid. It was his sister's kid. But also, where's his sister? Relative, where's his sister? Yeah. And why isn't he like, you know, like what's, what's like? Also, that that actor looked really familiar. I couldn't remember what he was from. Um, but I feel like that was a lost thing too. Like, why not? Like, why make Stu the throwaway? Like. Like, come on, guys! If you have your 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 fingers on the neck of the pulse of Scream, I feel like everybody loves Stu. Give us more Stu service. Yes. Um, we want more Matthew. Yeah. What? Well, we want him. We want him. I Gosh. mean, I'm so convinced he's alive. He was in Scream Two. He was supposed to be in Scream Three. I think that I'm convinced he's alive. I'm convinced that he is wait, waiting on the sidelines, just watching to go by. But you know what? I want him to come back as a rehabilitated person. So we haven't heard from him, right? Because he got a TV on his head. He's got his head crushed in a coma. He's going to wake up. And he's going to come back and scream six. And he's going to be a, a changed man who got caught up in Billy's games. And that's that's scream six. And he becomes the new Dewey. Boom. Yes. Totally okay. <laughs> and he'll, he can limp uh, around too because he also has like brain damage from being having a TV dropped on his head. So he limps around. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. All right, cool. Well, any final thoughts on Scream 5? Uh, you know, just that it was great. I want, like, the, these are the kind of sequels I want because they they make sense. Uh, yeah. And, like, you know, the, the requel idea, I didn't, I've never heard that term before, but I guess it is, like, Candyman, Halloween, uh, The Final Destination, that one that they made. Like, uh, I think it's it's a trend, and I think this was the best one of them. Um, but I haven't seen Candyman yet, so, you know, not don't want to speak out of turn on that one but it seems it, i don't know it felt solid to me it makes me want more it doesn't feel like uh didn't feel just like a cash grab which it definitely could have yeah gotcha all right cool okay i gotta let my cat out and uh, here we go bam there you go all right cool yeah no i completely agree i genuinely think like in terms of horror movie franchises scream is definitely one of the most consistent um there's really not a bad movie in the bunch, which I really chose a testament. I think Wes would have been proud of right, this now, one. Now, Dan, for the classic segment, which isn't a classic segment, but a segment that I remember to do every now and then, what do you think will be the next Scream movie? What 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 is your pitch for the next one? Who are the killers? And you can't steal my idea. My idea already happened. I, I, gave, <laughs> I gave you my dream of Stu coming back. What did, what, Matthew Illiard plays everyone. <laughs> it's great. Uh no, I really hope that they focus on Tara instead of Sam um, as the main character for the next one. Uh, she's got her trauma. And then, I don't know, I guess they could kind of lean into the TikTok craze or that sort of thing, the dull Gen Z aspect of it. Maybe Tara 
has been getting way too many TikTok followers because uh, she's a survivor, she's a final girl, and then another killer is envious and wants to come after her or something like that. I don't know. I just I hope Tara's the main character for the next one and not Sam. I feel like she's got such much more interesting stuff. You know, you know what would be cool is kind of continue with this, this idea to, to build off of this one is have the other people from the Reddit subgroup. Because, you know, it's if obviously the, you know we're not going to imply that you know there's a bunch of like psychopaths but like the idea that like maybe like these two were like the ones who came out to do this but perhaps there is a larger group in favor of what they were going to do and like maybe have like a six pack of ghost face killers um trying to you know continue what's going on or something like that you know okay so how about this and i say this as a redditor who browses the horror movie subreddit fairly often? What if it's just like fat suit, ghost face, neck beards, ghost faces wearing a fedora, <laughs> walks around, says "my lady" all over, um, and instead of the iconic scream knife, they just use a katana. Oh my god! A katana that they bought at the local that, anime convention. That would be. There we go. We got it. We got scream. Oh my suits. god! It, it, there could be a great. Oh, actually, it'd be cool. I, you know, maybe, maybe those could be the killers, and they could also be the victims because they'll kill the fake fans. <laughs> They just end up killing each other because they're gatekeeping. They're just like, no, I'm the best ghost face. No, I'm the best ghost face. There'll be a two a two katana fight going on between two different members, and one of them will be like, oh man, this is my my Sakabato reverse blade sword from Roni Kenshin. They'll be like, oh great. (laughs) Oh god, it'd be so good. Oh man, I I would I would kill for that. Like I think they could make it scary and cool and interesting, and have it be a commentary on the culture because I think that. No, I, I definitely think leaning into the whole nice guy angle, like four day with the incel sort of thing. I, I, I think they could do something yeah, like that. Yeah, no, I, I could. But again, like I think they could do it, but like do it better than four. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Oh, but also you mentioned to me that I didn't notice uh, the Easter egg that you found about a character from number four, which I didn't realize. Uh, so anybody else didn't realize? Dan, do you want to share this key information that you found? Yeah, absolutely. I got to pull up the topic again. But um, oh shit, what was her name? Fuck. Kirby. I can't remember. Hayden Paratine, whatever her character was. Kirby. Um, Kirby, yes, yes, yes. How did I forget that? Uh, Kirby, yes, there is an Easter egg when Dewey's looking through his emails. Um, you see an email sent to him by Kirby um, that basically says that she has written her own book as well called, like, Something Something Kirby, The Survivor's Tale. So she survived the events of Scream 4. Damn, see, so she can come back in in, uh, yeah. in 6 as well with uh, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, she was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I would totally be okay with her being a final girl and just kicking the shit out of yep. my beards. Uh, yeah, let me go ahead and take a look at some other Easter eggs that you may have missed as well. Uh, Dewey has Tatum's ashes on a box on a shelf. Um, you may miss that as well. So let's see. You know, obviously the finale takes place at the wait, house. Wait, are you, are you telling me that um, Dewey didn't make a shrine to his sister in front of his TV in his living room? Wow. Wow. They, the, Clay, Clay doesn't love them as much as they love Randy. <laughs> uh yeah let's see um okay most of these are fairly obvious i'm just reading through this post i found on reddit as well uh let's see uh sid's uh sydney's finale look is the exact same one uh from scream 2 with the black shirt leather jacket um it's that let's see yeah, uh, they did mention, like, oh, the last time the Woodsboro murders was in 2011, which is when Scream 4 was released. Um, oh, I did like, too, the party where it says 4 yes yeah. um, on the banner. I was just like, okay, that's pretty meta. After Wes Craven, who uh, the director of the previous uh, four Scream movies, who unfortunately passed away fairly... Uh, well, well, in the meta, too, Wes is the boy who died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, you didn't, uh, yeah. didn't give the character Wes a better death, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe, yeah, but I don't know. I think he would have been proud of this movie. Do you think they dyed his hair white so he looked like old man Wes Craven? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Actually, I just remember one thing. You know, remember when, um, remember when Courtney Cox got shot in the stomach? And then, like, at the end of the movie, they're all sitting around and they're like, oh, you know, like, people are going to the hospital. uh, uh, And she's just sitting there. Like wrapped in a blanket, I'm like, like was next to Sydney, who you know comparatively wasn't hurt very much, and I'm just like, you got shot in the stomach. What the fuck are you? Doing? <laughs> did you not tell anybody? Like, there's no blood. I'm just like, did they forget that you got shot in the stomach? Did they not care? Was it like not a bad shot through the stomach? I feel like all shots to the stomach are pretty bad. Like she got, she didn't get winged. She got like bullet hole in the stomach. Like nobody's talking about that. <laughs> I guess she just went through a lot. She's like, it's all right. The adrenaline kicked in. I'm okay. But like. 
Yeah, at this point, she's just like, yeah, it's a bullet rune. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone at this point. Yeah, I feel like she's very concerned about her so. organs at that point in time. Um, yes. Oh, she she doesn't have organs anymore. That's just that's true. That's true. After all the beating she's got throughout the movies. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much to our opening uh, band uh, theme song. That is Horror Movie Story by the band Steady Atlas. You can get them off the album Children of the Corn. They're good, good Canadian boys. Uh, next up, I believe we have Resident Evil, uh, the new one on the docket. What was the subtitle? Uh, welcome to Ra- Raccoon, Raccoon City. City. No, that was a game. Well, welcome what to Raccoon that? City. Welcome to Raccoon City. Oh, and- Sounds good. Yeah. I, I was going through the games I played this year. Man, I played a lot of Resident Yeah, what did you play? Year. Uh, seven and the DLC, and then eight. Um, I started playing the one remake again because it's such, such oh, a it fucking is. good remake. And then I did the VR version of uh, RE4 as well, which is wonderful. have you done the two and so, three remakes yet? Yeah. Ah, so good. Yes, so I good. have. Oh, yeah, and, and speaking of games, so. uh, I think we do need to plug Dan's new favorite game, the uh, Pro- <laughs> Prop Night. Which, if you guys haven't played Prop Night, it's on uh, Steam. It's not that. It's not too expensive. It's like. 20 or 30 bucks and it's like dead by daylight except this prop hunt involved and it's the it's just so fun to goof around in uh dan and i've been playing um you know if i don't know if we have any fans who i don't know if we have any fans but also if we have anybody who wants to play this game uh you know shoot us a, a message on our instagram and we can all set up a game sometime because I, I love this game uh this and dead by daylight are like i waste so much time uh, on them yeah it's basically like you said dead by daylight but with like gary's mod you turn into props and you bounce around so yeah it's uh kind of fun it's great so all right cool all right well thank you so much for listening uh we will catch you next episode and stay Bye. groovy